All right. Welcome back to another episode of Two Point Sports. Today, we're going to be going over some recruiting updates, specifically talking about Jaron Kanak, Jaleel Florence, and a guy that we could be checking out the transfer portal in Jacob Cowing. He's a guy out of UTEP. But before we get any further, thank you guys for everything that you've done for us so far. This channel is growing super fast. I know I've been saying it over and over, but we it's all because of you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Go check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify. If you don't like looking at us, the link is down below. So you can go check it out on Spotify. And hopefully we're on Apple Podcasts soon. It's all Apple's fault. So go uh, badger them about it if you're an Apple Podcast fan. Um, but yeah, all the links are down below. And we will make sure to make it simple for you guys to, to get there. Make sure you're also liking, subscribing, turning on the notification bell. And of course... Most importantly, in my opinion, leave a comment. Let us know what you think about these guys once we get deeper into it um, and who you hope one of those locks is that Kobe McKenzie tweeted out a few days ago. Let's get into it. Number one is, and probably the biggest news of today, Jaron Kanak, line athlete, who's probably going to play linebacker out of Hayes, Kansas, four-star. He recently enrolled into the University of Oklahoma. Seems like He's doing it super quiet with how his recruitment is going um, since Brent Venables has left. But he is a 6'2", 210-pound athlete, like I just mentioned. This dude is an absolute beast athletically. He's a two-sport athlete, football and track. And track has verified results, at least according to 247, which was from earlier this year. He runs a 10-3-7, 100-meter dash, 5190. 400 meter dash and can jump super high at 22.525 feet on a, or sorry, that's a long jump. So this guy's got explosiveness. Um, so yeah, from you, you want to lead off, let us know what you think about this guy. Yeah. So, I mean, like you said, he's, you know, a, a great athlete. Um, I know we've talked about him a few other times. I was doing some more research on him today. You know, I don't know if this is true or not, but I saw a report that he runs around a 4.41 40-yard dash. Um, for a linebacker at his size, that's, uh, Hold that's on, you said pretty four, good. You said what? Four? 4.41. Oh, 4.41. Okay, I thought you said 4.14. No, 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 no. 4.41. No, no, no. Sorry. Um, but still, as a linebacker, running a 4.4 right around – Four four flat is impressive. Um, you know, it's he's been adamant. It seems like to be a sooner. I mean, not many kids would go through the process of walking on, applying as a student, and being on financial aid until he can sign his uh, letter of intent uh, on February third. Since the early national signing day has passed, um, he's just determined, and I feel like he's just like, well, if you won't let me on, I'll just force my way on. And Dabo Sweeney can't be. Uh, mad at me or mad at you for doing that it's um, he wants to be a sooner and it's um, you know watching some of his highlights he plays you know both sides of the ball in high school he was running over kids I think he you know on one run for like 60 yards he ran over like four or five kids broke tons of tackles and he's a hard-hitting linebacker it's it's exactly what OU needs Brandon what do you think no, exactly. I I think you brought up the clip that everybody has seen at this point in time if you're a Sooner fan where, yeah, he literally takes the ball and he's kind of dead in the rights after about five yards, trucks a kid, trucks another kid, trucks another kid, and he's in the end zone six yards later. Um, absolutely freakish play. Um, 
but he's he's a guy that I'm super excited about because he's first of all he's a freak athlete. I mean, Jose just mentioned everything. Um, you know, his track statistics, if you will, or you know, the things that he's capable of. Um, and he's also taking a Baker Mayfield approach to coming on to Oklahoma. And obviously that worked with Baker Mayfield. Um, you know, he's obviously Heisman number one pick. Uh, Should have won a national championship if TVOW didn't choke. You, you, you got to be excited about Connect. Just taking that same approach. Uh, very freaky athlete. I, I think Brent Venables is going to be able to do a lot of fun things with him. Yeah. I mean, it's in a way, you know, I, I love that he's walking on, but in one side of me thinks it's like, this is a little ridiculous, you know, like Davo Sweeney, I understand Venables and Sweeney probably had a handshake agreement about not recruiting other people, but I'm sure Kanak has made or Kanak has made it very clear that he's like, I'm not going to be a Clemson tiger Davo. I don't care what you say. Like at some point, don't you just let the kid go and go get on scholarship right That's- away? I mean, that's what we've thing. seen. That's what we've seen from. And, and granted, we've talked about it on the show and, and off record, just you know, in, in text messages with each other. Um, I think we're all big fans of the way that Brent Venables is handling his business, as far as not, you know, going back and trying to poach Clemson players, doing it the right way, all this and that. That's awesome too. But I think a couple play, a, a couple people who watch our videos commented, like, yeah, but at some point, Dabo has to do the same thing, and we, you know, specifically with this kid, like. He clearly has no interest in being a Clemson Tiger. Like it is what it is. I'm sorry. He wants to be an Oklahoma Sooner. Davo should have, you know, called Brent and been like, "Hey, you know, you you can have this one." Um. So yeah, you know, he's taking the lock on route because he's forcing. I mean, essentially, he's forcing his way to Oklahoma. Um. But that's awesome. I mean, that's awesome for Oklahoma fans. It's awesome for Oklahoma football because. If a kid wants to be there that bad that he's going to walk on and roll the dice and, you know, all that, and, you know, like you said, Brown, take financial aid, everything until he, you know, until he's until he gets a scholarship. Uh, the kid clearly wants to be Oklahoma, and I think he's going to be very, very special. Yeah. yeah I was just going to say one more thing. I think we all wanted this for Brent Venables to come in, and we're all thinking kids are going to want to play for him. I think this is your first guy – Oklahoma wise, I'm not saying that Jaden Gibson and Nick Evers, but this is the true Brent Venables effect because he literally has not recruited him at all since he's left Clemson. But the kid is so determined to play for him, he's going out of his way. And this is what we wanted. And I think this is what we're going to start seeing soon. Although, do you think, I don't know. I mean, I obviously don't know this kid. I don't know Brent Venables. I don't talk to either one of them personally. We don't have insider sources, as some people may think we have. Um, you know, we, we just kind of, you know, look at what's going on and, and talk about it. But do you guys feel as if, you know, Venables may have been, you know, texting this kid a little bit or calling him on the side? I mean, there's no way that Brent Venables has no idea that he's a student at, at, at the University of Oklahoma right now, right? Like, there's no way he has, like, he's just, that he has no idea that, that Jared Kanak is enrolled at OU. He's definitely got to know. He's got to know something. And he, I think it's it has nothing to do with Dabo, and we've said it multiple times. I think Brent Venables is just trying to do right by his previous program, and at some point he just has to give in and and recruit the kid. And it sounds like he will, or he will, you know, have an offer for him to sign on to in February. It just he didn't want to push it for for this last time. But going back to Jaron as a guy, he seems like he's very confident in his ability, which is awesome. And he's a very outgoing person. I was kind of checking out his social media before, you know, it was official on 247 because it took a little bit 
after um, Bob Prisbillo reported that he was officially enrolled as a student. It took a little bit for 247 profile to say that he was a hard commit to OU. So I checked out the social media just to see, like, maybe he posted something on Twitter or Instagram. He didn't. It's super quiet, like I said at first. But I was scrolling through his pictures, and he seems like he's a very outgoing person. He kind of reminds me of Danny Stutzman in that way, where he's going to be really into the OU like culture, not just for football, but with everything. You know, we've seen Danny Stutzman over this these last few weeks go to a lot of basketball games and walk around, you know, run around with the OU flag, like really take part in being, you know, having the full student experience at, at the college level and. I think this kid's going to be very similar. It's going to be fun to watch those two interact, and they're probably going to be posting a lot of things on social media together. They're going to be fun. And I'm not only that, when like, you have fun, you're going to play good football. Exactly. But they're, they're, like the kids that we have at linebacker right now, I am so excited to see play under Brent Venables. Like you mentioned, Danny Setsman. Um, I think he's going to be huge under Venables. Obviously, I think Jaren Knack's going to be huge under Venables. Uh, you got Cody McKenzie, who's I mean, his, he's also a, like a freak athletically. He's going to be, I just imagine big, but you got Clayton Smith there, Reggie. I, I'm, I'm so excited to see, you know, how Venables really transforms and gets everything out of these linebackers who are super, super talented. Yeah. And if there was a kid that was going to be in this class, that's going to impact in the 2022 season, I feel like it will be uh Kanak. I feel like he will see the field like a Danny Stutzman because there's going to be opportunities all over the field for him to get on onto the field if he plays well and just like Stutzman. I mean, you know, we we were big fans of Stutzman. I mean, we did a Houdat, um, you know, way back where if anyone doesn't know, Houdat is where we go in depth uh, on recruits that sign with Oklahoma and really dive in on what they can bring and what they do and what they don't do, uh, which we will be bringing that back in the spring um, you know, whenever we're a little bit more slower on information, but we, we were big fans in Stutzman. If I remember right, we were all really excited for him. And I felt like a lot of the big media wasn't really high on Stutzman because he was like a three or four star, but Stutzman plays with his hair on, you know, hair on fire and same with Kanak. And it's a similar build. It's similar, just play style. And it's, it's pretty exciting to see. Yeah. Before we move on to our next guy, do you guys have anything else to add? Nope. I'm just I'm, I'm just glad that he's here. That's all I got to say. I'm just yeah. glad he's a Sooner. He forces way to OU, and it's going to work out for him. I think we all believe that. So the next guy, Jalil Florence, cornerback out of San Diego, California. Six, one and a half, probably fair to say he's probably 6'2 now. 180, four-star, ranked 26 at his position, 16th in California, number 202 nationally. He recently decommitted from Oregon. Um, and his, so he just got his official offer from OU today, actually on the 21st, and he officially visited USC on the 10th. So those have been his, his two schools that he's looked at since his decommitment at this point, it's probably fair to say that, uh, from looking at his social media, he is leaning towards, um, you know, USC, but really probably just because that's out of those two, it's the only place he's visited. Um, so expect to have an official visit scheduled for him here soon so that he can check out our facilities um, and really get to know Brent Venables. And hopefully we have a DB coach by the time that official visit is planned. But this guy is, is super athletic as well. Like I said for Jaron, so if you guys want to just remind yourselves real quick, uh, Jaron ran a 10, 3, 700 meter dash, super fast. Jalil. Smaller guy, 
weighs about 30 pounds less according to their 247 profiles jalil runs a 10 7 700 meter dash that just shows you how fast jaron is and you know to his respect super athlete but this guy's no slouch either as an athlete um and his 200 is is a 21 993 so he can he i mean that kind of just shows he has stamina he doesn't really slow down that much he keeps up his pace so he'll he'll be a, a good addition if oh you can uh can can really get themselves in that conversation moving forward. Yeah. Um, and another thing is apparently, so obviously Mario Cristobal left Oregon and he soon thereafter decommitted as well. Uh, he does have a visit lined up next month in January to go to Miami um, to probably visit because of Cristobal. But I would imagine he seems to be very open. It sounds like location is not an issue with him. And I do agree. I think he's going to be on campus probably next month, or at least hopefully the Sooners can get him on campus next month. But I thought it was pretty interesting that Nick Anderson quote tweeted his offer with the eye emojis, and he quoted back with eyes back at him. And um, they must be really interested in each other, and they're talking. And um, just a little fun fact, I think it's interesting that he played against uh, Los Alamitos this year against Makai Lemon and uh, DeAndre Moore and uh, Malachi Nelson. And he made some good plays out there. Brandon, what do you think? Yeah, no, he's uh, he's, he's uh, obviously again just like Kanak, very very athletic kid. Uh, you love the size out there, especially at corner. You know that six one and a half, almost six two, one eighty pound frame. Um, you know, very speedy guy. Um, you know, very exciting. Uh, you know, you love that Marty Cristobal left Oregon in this instance because it allows you know Oklahoma chance at him. Um, I think Jose brought up a great point uh, talking about his official visit. Um, you hope that by the time he does officially visit, which we all assume sometime next month, that we do have a defensive backs or a corner coach, you know, really lined in, set up, and, you know, so we can really start, you know, hit the ground running with these kids. Because I think with this kid, with Florence, it's going to be very similar to Gentry Williams, and they're kind of waiting it out to see, okay, who's going to be the corners coach? Do I like the corners coach? Do I like – is this a guy that I can see myself with for the next, you know, three or four years of my career before I make the jump to, to the, to the NFL and stuff. So I, I think, you know, Venables is, is, is a you know great defensive mind. Obviously his resume speaks for itself as far as defense goes. But I think when it comes down to Florence and Gentry alike, it's going to come down to do these kids feel comfortable with whoever we bring in as a corners coach. Oh, I, I agree. And I would imagine I do. I, I really think they're going to have someone um, hired by the time he comes out. Um, you know, we're going to come out with a video with potential candidates as far as who's could be the, you know, the cornerback coach and the defensive line coach here pretty soon. Um, but I would imagine that they'll have someone on on, you know, on the payroll here pretty soon, uh, which, you know, I do agree is is crucial to getting a guy like him on campus. But I think this also goes back to, uh, we got to remember that, you know, he is in San Diego. He has already visited USC. You know, we can still compete. The University of Oklahoma will compete for recruits, even though USC has basically, you know, a ton of Oklahoma, former Oklahoma staff on there. You know, Lincoln, just because Lincoln Riley, Alex Grinch and Roy Manning and them are out there doesn't mean Oklahoma's, you know, grasp of of California is going to die. Because obviously this kid is still interested, even with Lincoln Riley and them uh, out there. And I think that speaks just to the brand and what Venables can do. Yeah, I think recruiting wise, it 
you said it, the brand will speaks a lot for itself. And Venables has said that almost in every press conference when he's talking about recruiting, where the brand will sell itself. And Porter Moser said the same thing. You know, it's Oklahoma. And we just have to go in and do a good enough job of showing these kids what Oklahoma is and then talk big picture with them. You know, show them how they fit into what we want to do at this university. And they're doing the, just that with all the guys that they've brought in so far. Um, and, you know, it, hopefully Jalil just buys into that idea. And it's probably fair to say that we're definitely going to have a, a DB coach or a corner coach by then, by the time an official visit is scheduled with him, from what it sounds like the the coaches that they're looking at are still competing in the important bowl games for their teams. So by mid to late January, those, those coaches will be um, at least unofficially announced by a media source or hopefully officially announced by the, by the university. Yeah. I would imagine Brandon Hall is leading up his recruitment right now. You know, I know he's a safeties coach for OU, but I'd imagine he's the one, his primary recruiter right now. And just, you know, kind of giving them some insight of what their philosophy is anyway. You guys have anything else to add on Jalil before we move on to our last guy? I, I just like the odds for Oklahoma if they can get him, get him on campus. Yep, I agree. All right. So our last guy we're going to talk about today is Jacob Cowing. He is in the transfer portal from UTEP. He originates from Maricopa, Arizona. He is 5'11", 170 pounds. He was a sophomore last year. Last year, as a sophomore, he led the minors with uh, 41 receptions, 691 yards, and three touchdowns, being named second team, All-Conference USA. He started every single game for, for UTEP, and he averaged 16.8 yards per reception and 86.4 yards per game, and it was a total of eight games in which he did that. So pretty talented guy. Um, definitely going to be a position that Oklahoma will need to fill out some depth in um, after Hazelwood left. I know it's one guy, but that one guy was pretty productive last season. So with the always coming back, we talked about in our last episode, but he may be the replacement there for the red zone targets. This guy wouldn't be a bad guy to bring in just for some extra depth, though. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, Jose, I think you read off his 2020 stats because this year he had about Ooh. 1,300 yards and yeah, 17 right. and seven touchdowns. Sorry, yep. that's um, my bad. UTEP hasn't no, updated yeah. their their uh, their information, I guess. Yeah, so I mean, he had nearly 70 catches, 1,354 yards, and seven touchdowns. Um, you know, I believe he'll have two years of eligibility left because of COVID. Um, but the little bit I watched, I watched some of his highlights and, you know, I've seen him a little bit on TV. He's an absolute burner. He can take the top off the defense and um, he can go up and catch the ball, even with him being small. I mean, he kind of looks like a like a Hollywood or, um, you know, someone that's small or maybe like a D.D. Westbrook, maybe maybe more like D.D. Westbrook is a good comparison. Brandon, what do you think? I was going to say, because I watched the state earlier today, too, because um First of all, this kid uh, with the production he put up at UTEP, he's gonna be a um, he's gonna be a hot commodity out there in the in the portal. He's gonna have, you know, his fair share of offers, and I hope you know Jeff Levy or you know, in company to Mark Murray, whoever's gonna be on his recruiting trail for Oklahoma, um, you know, is you really is selling him pretty good. But just from watching his tape, he reminded me like a lot. You mentioned it earlier, Brown, um, just a second ago, uh, he reminded me a lot of like a bigger version of Hollywood Brown. Uh, he's, he's a guy who has absolute burners, takes the top off all the defense, as you mentioned. He's just, uh, the, the weight is similar. He just has, you know, a couple inches on Hollywood. 
but he's he's a guy that I think could thrive uh, in an Oklahoma offense, especially with Caleb Williams, who can make every throw on the field. Uh, he's a guy that, yeah, I, I would be very excited, um, you know, if, if, if we're able to land him. Yeah, I, I could see him as serving in a backup role to Mario for if he does come to OU. I think it's going to be tough to crack into a starting position at Oklahoma at the wide receiver spot. Like I said, he'll, to me, he would be a depth add-on rather than someone we would expect to start immediately because Mario is also a burner. He's a guy that's got a lot of speed. Mims is still coming back, or at least expected to come back. Um, Theo Weiss is coming back. We still have Joel Farouk. Um, West was really starting to turn on. He He's a burner. So well, there, there's a lot of guys that, that he's got to beat out. If he can, though, he that just shows how talented he is and how, how much he can compete against top-level talent. Yeah, I hope, you know, since I believe he announced that he entered the transfer portal today because they just got done with their bowl game the other day. Um, but I, I when I think of him is I do agree there's a lot of depth and he's going to have to be fighting for snaps and whatnot. But I feel like if he comes down to the field, he's going to take some of the load or the pressure off of Marvin Mims. Because if you've got two guys that can run like no other, and even if you throw Mario Williams in there as well, you've got those three guys on there. I know they're not huge but they can all run and they're going to be hard to cover. You, you only have so many safeties to provide some, you know, some coverage over the top. And I feel like it will, the reason why, Oh, you might try to want, try to get him is for that reason to open up Marvin Mims just a little bit more to give him some more breathing room. Quite possible. We'll just, we'll have to see what, what ends up happening. It, it is a fresh entry into the transfer portal. So you know, legitimate traction with, with a lot of these guys is with, with a guy like him is going to take a few days, but definitely a guy Oklahoma should be considering over the next week or so. I just think like, anytime you can get a guy with that much speed and that much, you know, you know, just the ability to stretch a field like that, you have to pursue, especially because like, you know, say we get our running game going and it's, you know, we're popping off, you know, five, six yards of carry, five, six yards of carry. Uh, and then you hit the play action ball and he's just running down the field, just, you know, taking off. Especially like Brum said, I mean, with, with, with Marvin Mims and Mario Williams doing the same thing, uh, it's, I think you're going to be hard pressed to find a defense in the country. That's going to be able to, if Oklahoma has established a run game where you're popping off five, six yards of carry and, you, and then you hit a play fake and all three of those guys are going deep. Uh, you're going to be, it's going to be hard pressed to find a, a, any team in the country. That's going to be able to, you know, take away all three at the same time. Yeah. And, you know, as much as we get excited, this is a whole nother topic, but about these stars and these fours and five stars, he was a two star coming out of high school and he was a stud at UTEP. And I think a lot of power five programs are going to be contacting him. Um, it just screams to not everyone that's a four or five star is going to you know be a superstar and not every two star is going to be a dud. Uh, he's he's more than that. And he's he would be a great get. But I feel like a lot of power five programs are going to be targeting him. And another guy that I feel like if OU can get on campus, I like their odds, just the track record there. Yep. Um, do you guys want to add on anything before we wrap it up for today and have Brandon do his end of video, uh, end of video thing? No, just, definitely. Just keep just an hit eye that on, subscribe. Yeah. Hit the subscribe. Keep an eye on, you know, Florence and, and cowing specifically, because obviously Mac is already on campus. Uh, he's, we're pretty set on him, but uh, definitely keep an eye on those on, on Florence and Cowing, and we'll definitely be posting about them on social media, uh, you know, as things develop, because those are two guys that we're going to be very excited about. Um, but yeah, so now for the end of video comment, um, 
just because Kanak is pulling the walk-on role, similar to one of our favorite Sooners ever, at least on this show, in, in, in Baker Mayfield. Uh, the end of video comment, if you finish it, will be Baker Mayfield or just simply the number six. All right. Let's do it. Spam spam the comment section. Baker Mayfield or just the number six. Whatever you want, throw it down there. Also, if you want, add on some some thoughts you have on the players we just talked about. No, it's not that many, but it's you know we're trying to get information out here as quick as possible for you guys, so you're up to date with our recruit with the recruiting t- trail for the Sooners. As the guys said, make sure you're following us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram at Two Plain Sports. Again, if you don't like looking at us, which I don't blame you, sometimes I don't look like looking at us. Go follow us on Spotify. Links are all down in the description. Make sure if you do go on Spotify, follow us. That helps a lot. Follow us, unfollow us. And just do that on repeat every day if you feel like it. Just make sure it ends at a follow. Download the episodes. Um, you know, listen to them on your drive while you're working out. Whatever, whatever gets you jazzed to, and you want to listen to Oklahoma sports, do that. Um, also, last- stay tuned because we have a pretty big bowl game episode coming up. Preview with you know a pretty big YouTuber as well uh, who reached out to us, which is going to be a fun episode for you guys. A fun episode for us. And then, as Brent mentioned earlier in the show, we're going to start, you know, really going in depth on potential uh, corner and defensive line coach candidates. There's yep. a lot of you guys requested that, and that and that will be coming shortly. Definitely. Thank you guys all for watching. We appreciate we appreciate it. We'll see you next time.